変身Common Rider with me, episode 66, Hail Satan. It's me, Kip, with uh, my co-host, James Baker, or Copacetic Sentai. What's going on, bro? Hello. <laughs> I don't know much. Scare me with that <laughs> intro. 66, yeah. <laughs> How to do it. Join the Illuminati, huh? Oh, yes, yeah, the number of the beast, and that's where we're at. <laughs> this beastly episode. Uh, and honestly, um, kind of related, though, this is like technically... Uh, the at this episode this show has been weekly for a year damn i think so yeah that's a crazy stretch no yeah because um once we got in the summer like there's lots of guests and everything but like it just uh, like i wanted to like make the show like weekly and then like uh, that's where lots of guests came in and like that whole summer of like 20 guests <laughs> that was a bit that was a lot of people <laughs> that was a lot of fun yeah um it's been a good couple of weeks i feel like uh just i'm kind of like tuned out a little bit like not like tuned out but i like don't have the front focus we're recording this before like the like inauguration but um like there's a lot of stuff that's like serious that's not front of mind for me and like just how sometimes like you need to like down cycle so i'm kind of like just right now like enjoying like some not important stuff like some just like low in, in, intensity week like know what i mean yeah i i definitely know what you mean man like that first week when all the capital riot was going on it was it was a crazy week and i just hate when things like that happen and then it kind of like sickles or seeps into your workplace and it's just people walk around awkward like not knowing whether to discuss it or talk about it and you know just like when when the country or when life kind of gets like that i, I like to like take a step back as well so i can relate we've not shied away in like our various like forums from alone like talking about stuff but sometimes it's just like nice when you can take it's nice when you are actually able to get like your focus off of it like not like ignoring real stuff but yeah it's just it's like nice to like this week felt like a lot of like really dumb little things i got to look at where i was like oh like, this is just nice you know what's been your favorite <laughs> not important that you checked out so actually, this one is a uh, Toku related, but um, there is a Comrade series called Comrade Den O uh, from 2007. Uh, I think I'm going to say 2007. Um, it's maybe one of the single most popular series. Um, we haven't covered it, but it had a new movie out um, a, a couple months ago. Okay, you had a chance to watch it. Uh, yeah, it just got subbed by. I think Esubs is the group's name, but basically, um, it's like a short little thing of like, um, like called like Common Rider Deno, like Pretty Deno, like arrives, and it's kind of like a magical girl kind of thing where like eight year old girl becomes like a like Common Rider for like part of it. <laughs> Whoa, that sounds crazy. That's different. Yeah, just like very fun, very cute, and like also like just like oh yeah, I haven't 
had an adventure with this cast of characters. Well, technically, <laughs> it's only been a year, actually, now that I think of it. Because, like, in the, like, big, like, 20th anniversary show, they, like, did have, like, a lot of focus. But still, it's just like, oh, like, it's like a nice, nice, simple journey with some old friends, basically, you know? And I love movies like that. It's like a nostalgia trip, you know? Oh, I haven't seen you guys in a long time. Let's hang out for like an hour and a half and I'll see you later. <laughs> it was like 45 minutes, which is like the perfect length for that kind of thing. Oh too. my God, it's perfect. Yeah. Like if there's like, you can give me something like that, like very simply. Uh, great. But no, um, what have you been looking at um, <laughs> in this past week or so? Uh, as far as new stuff, um, I'm really, really enjoying uh the new or the final season of attack on titan uh it's been very solid so far uh it took a break along with uh saber last week so um episode six dropped over the weekend and i've been avoiding spoilers i saw a couple of things here and there but it happens when you're you know behind with a show that's so hyped but uh yeah i'm really enjoying it i just hope they don't ruin it like the last season of game of thrones (laughs) uh but so far so good i'm really enjoying it uh, other than Attack on Titan. Um, I'm not sure if you had a chance to check out WandaVision yet. Uh, yeah, we did. Yeah. I really loved the first two episodes. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. it may come to a surprise to some, but I used to love shows like I Love Lucy, Bewitched, Dick Van Dyke, all those like throwback shows from like the 70s and 60s. Um, so the pace and the, like, the little quirky jokes here and there with the studio audience in the background, uh, I'm really enjoying uh, that aspect of the show and a lot of the uh, mysterious, the mysterious stuff that's going on in the background. Like what is what's actually going on here? So uh, what'd you think about the first two episodes? So something we mentioned with star Wars was like, Oh, we like that. There's like enough of it to like be done. <laughs> and um, I just was really, it felt good to come back to Marvel after being away from it for your, like more than the year as far as like the MCU just be like, Oh, okay. I haven't touched anything for like 15 months or whatever it was like 18 months. There's been no new Marvel. That was nice. Honestly, like I really liked that. And just be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That would probably never happen again. But you know, like what's, what's the saying? Distance makes the heart grow fonder. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision were my favorite characters in the MCU, but I, I'm really liking this show. So they may, uh, you know, uh, become some of my favorites for this. Yeah, and I hope that um, whatever happens with uh, these shows for, like, the various, like, Disney stuff, they do kind of find a balance (laughs) where, like, you don't have to keep following it week to week in, like, linear time to, like, stay on top of, like, everything happening with, like, various parts of Star Wars and stuff. Like, I like that it's a little bit, like, and I know there's a lot more coming, which is why, like, is there going to be a point where like I'm three Star Wars series into like a year and I'm just like, I don't, I just don't got it, you know? Yeah. Like sometimes it's just something click because it's so much. It's like, it's like cramming for a test the day before, like you got all this information and when it's time to like talk about it, you're like, uh, what episode did that happen in? It's, it just gets very, very, uh, mixed up in, uh, you know, chewing. And like that's happened with like some like Netflix shows like Sabrina, I think was a show that had like two or three seasons in one year. And I feel like a lot of people like stopped talking about it. Like I wasn't watching Bro. it at, at the time, but yeah. Yes, that just happened to me. Um, I think season four just dropped or season three. And uh, my girlfriend, she just got back from her yoga retreat. She's gone for like two weeks. 
And she was like, um, while I'm gone, don't watch Sabrina without me. And I'm like, you know what, babe? I think I'm done. Like, I checked out. Like, I don't even really, like, I kind of know what happened in the <laughs> first two seasons or first three, but now it's time to, like, take on some more information. I just, I'm like, I'm, I'm done. Sometimes you just got to move on from shows, you know? Yeah, I think, like, that was a show that was, like, it had two seasons within, like, eight months or something wild like that. Yeah, That's and the first lot. two seasons were really, really good. But I think with season three, the thing that turned me off, as, as well as the show that came before it, Riverdale, it just became too uh, CW type of show. <laughs> like one of those melodramas, like, oh my gosh, you, you did this and that. It just came too like petty and not really like uh, character focused. So I was kind of like, don't really care about it anymore. Well, here's the thing. Um, when this has come out on Friday the 22nd um there is a new fresh show for everyone called fate the winx club which is a live action gritty winx oh hmm? uh, yeah like that like italian cartoon about fairies it might have been like it, it's the kind of thing that like i saw on like the not good cartoon channels like <laughs> after i was already like aged out of it a bit but like it was like a weird like very magical show <laughs> And it's like, it's like weird how much stuff is getting like a weird live action Loki like reboot. But there is like a Powerpuff Girls one coming that actually sounds pretty cool because it's um has like Diablo Cody who did like Juno and like Jennifer's body. That's the only one where I'm like, okay, oh, that sounds good. Yeah, I know they just did the the live action uh, Monster Hunter movie and it's been getting killed. Like as soon as I saw the cast and like. Like some of the like uh, stills that they dropped, I, I already knew it was going to be a bad movie. But supposedly, like people hate it, and that's one of those cases. Like we didn't really need a live action monster hunter movie. Like why'd you pick that video game to make a movie about? You know, I know it has a huge following and stuff like that, but I don't know. If you had to pick um, a game, and to make this more interesting, a game that isn't already trying to be like a movie, like Last of Us or something, um, to make like a movie from, what would you pick? Uh, it would have to be Legend of Zelda. Yeah, that'll be my number one pick. Can Link talk though? Yeah, he has he has words. Like ah, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I would like that. You got a number one pick? Ooh, uh, I asked this question without a great <laughs> answer because uh, I think metroid would work but maybe like Star Fox would be cool and just like do like a weird fun like anime like like space jam but planes like that might be fun i love how we both went straight to nintendo <laughs> i was like what else has like distinctive characters like what would a call of duty modern warfare movie be it would just be black hawk down or something like that you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> and like they're always working on like a halo thing but I'm surprised they haven't tried to do like a Fortnite movie yet. Aren't they? Like making like a TV show or something? Oh, if they are, I missed that. That's that's crazy. Oh, it's some wild stuff. Uh, Fortnite <laughs> movie. Okay. So I, okay. It's all weird. I don't know anymore. <laughs> Based on Disney XD. But yeah, it, it's not real. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. I don't oh, know. Okay. But, oh, uh, all right. Uh, but no, um, I don't know. Uh, there's just like not a lot of games that have like great characters like that anymore. Like Crash Bandicoot could be like a movie, I guess. I don't know. Have you followed the like weird stories going on in like Eve Online at all? Like I think I like 
mentioned this like a year ago at this point, but like, have you like followed that game at all? No, I have not. So it's a really boring space game. <laughs> like actually playing, it's really boring, but like it has like a full economy and stuff. Like there's people that just like run full like banks and guilds and like businesses in that game. Oh, that's kind of cool. Like it has like a stock jobs. exchange. Yeah. Whoa. The currency in the game has like actual value relative to like real money. <laughs> oh wow. It's a PC game. Yeah. Uh yeah. <laughs> oh, you have to link me this once we get off the pot. I want to check it out. No, it's um like the kind of game that like whenever people hear stories about it, they're like, oh, this sounds so cool. And they try and play it and they're like, this is this isn't worth it. Oh but okay. um I'm trying to find it, so, see if I can find a Twitch channel that has it. <laughs> what's happening though is basically like there's a massive war going on in the game right now. Oh, what? Because basically, like, there was like a group of like griefers that was going around and like taking control of different solar systems and like planets and stuff mm-hmm. and like destroying people's ships. So then, like, the governments and like the banks came together to hunt them down and kill them. <laughs> oh my God. So, what happens when you die in a video game? Um, Do you die you in like, real life? <laughs> yeah. No. Um, <laughs> You could respawn, but like you'll lose your ship and your cargo. So like right now, the most expensive ships in the game are Titans, and they're worth a thousand real world dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so what happens is, um, people will get in like massive fights and be like, "Oh, that battle just cost, like, just like destroyed thirty thousand dollars, like worth of ships, kind of thing." And there's like weird stuff like this bank is this person who like technically has like two million dollars worth of assets in the game who's funding this war because they don't like the leader of this clan that kind of stuff or like um, this sounds like real life man yeah And, and like there's like leases on spaceports or something and like I guess people like have done like corporate espionage where like they leave groups and like turn over their spaceports to like different groups in order to like um take over like trade routes and stuff. It's wild. Have you you said you played before? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not played, but um what happened recently though was um the griefers have been hunted down to one last solar system basically. <laughs> Government forces, the allied forces or whatever came in to attack them. So 35,000 people tried to join the fight but only 12,000 people got in because the servers were too loaded. Mm-hmm. Um, and the game crashed, basically, and oh, froze no. up. What made this fascinating, though, is that um, the game, the players that were invading, if they log in, because they were bottlenecked by how many people could be in there, if they log in, their ship will spawn and be destroyed. And if the people defending log out, they won't have enough power to, to like destroy the ships logging in. So there's people like, pulling shifts to stay logged into the game or that like can't log into the game and like waiting to get the word that they can or their ships will be destroyed basically like there's like this whole thing about like you can't win the battle (laughs) unless the other side's amount of people logged in goes down enough where like you won't like automatically get destroyed Mm -hmm. that's a trip bro yeah I don't know it's a weird thing but uh yeah um so Really nothing about that is speaking to anything 
related to Comrade Saber, but I think we should talk about it. Let's do it. We are back. This week, we're looking at Kamarada Saber, Chapter 17, The Ancient Messenger of Either Light or Shadow. Chapter 18, The Flame's Obsession, Defeating the Medjin. So we lucked out a little bit in the fact that uh, the arc that we thought we were going to cut in half went for an extra episode. So we're right on like right on the end of, the, of like one arc into like another arc, which is nice. But no. Um, what do you think of these episodes, James? I have to say... That I think we left last pod very, very optimistic about the next few episodes. And I had a great time watching these two episodes. These were like probably like the highlight of my whole day, to be honest. I mean, going from last week and not really knowing where, where the show was headed, besides we liked what we saw, <laughs> um, I think they stuck the landing. What'd you think? Yeah, uh, we spent a long time in the show just being like, we kind of wanted to see characters and stories and like rationales. And last time we ended on the big like f- fight to take like Thomas' sword and powers, and like a new person showing up. And um, this week we get like the rest of that like initial story. And um, yeah, there's characters, there's conflict, there's places for story to happen. And it's just like, oh, okay, this is just like the show is basically like trying to start again and gain momentum. Just be like, okay. Now, now let's give you context, and now let's try and tell the story. Now that we've gotten off that like stumbling block, which is great. Yeah, it felt felt like the dust was clear. Like I feel like they like you know ended that arc, and they just like got in a little conference room. Was like, so what's the direction of the show? And they made some smart choices with these two episodes, and I like the addition of Yuri, and uh, I like the uh, the Yuki arc. That was really fun. Mm-hmm. And Yuri is just such a case of like just introducing like a shit stir to like a plot, like you know, just <laughs> let's introduce somebody who will call people out enough that like conversation could happen and conflict can occur. Yeah, and, and at the beginning we were we were kind of like burnt out of meeting all these new characters, and they got rid of a few, and then they added more. They got rid of one, they added more. And this was a great addition. Um, I'm really liking the way he's going. Uh, he made me laugh at the beginning of the. Uh, of the episode when he was in Toma's uh, house with books all over the place. <laughs> yeah. And he pulled, pretty much pulled like a Matrix move and just downloaded a thousand years of knowledge. <laughs> I did enjoy that. And just, I think um, the whole point of having like an ancient order is to be like, yo, they're corrupted. Oh, they're messed up. And they, the way he's doing it too, and just being like, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, I'm this ancient dude. And like, he has like a lot of like gravity to him as well. Like he seems like sad and he seems kind of weird, but he also seems like very earnest too. Um, and like that scene where he was like trying on different clothes is also very good. Cause it's like, Oh, <laughs> th- this, this isn't, this is not like a, a green screen for the first time. And like what feels like forever in the show, there's actual people yes. with doing stuff. Yes. We finally in the city is living is breathing. And uh, <clears throat> that moment kind of reminded me of like, like the uh, time travel movies when like somebody from the past comes to the future and they're trying to try on new clothes <laughs> and they're like, what do I wear now? Like they have no fashion sense at all. So they just copy what they see. 
Yeah, that's it's point. like very Encino man. <laughs> that's a weird one, but yeah. Uh, yeah, and um, I think too, it gives like May more to do. Like it felt like, like between one of the things that we liked about like the first arc was that like it seemed like May and Rataro were just kind of like mutually liking each other and like it wasn't going to be like a drawn out thing. But I think like having her be upset about like Rataro like attacking Toma, having her interacting with with like Yuri having her worry about Yuki. It was just like, okay, she just feels very fleshed out in a way that she didn't get to before. Like, you know? Yeah. She definitely had a lot more things to do and I hope they keep up, uh, you know, develop, developing her as well. Toma a little less so, but like also he's also just like has people he's interacting with. And like the one thing I kept saying about like in other comrade shows is, it's all about like going through struggles to like affirm what you believe. And this was like, oh, he's actually being challenged. Yes. In his beliefs. Which is nice. Yeah, that that was that was a great addition as well. We didn't get a lot of that in the first, you know, fifteen episodes. But we're here now. Yeah. And uh I like how he handled the situation and uh, you know, got the book out of uh Yuki. And like when the show like got rid of like Caliber and Keto and stuff, and it was just like, oh, like it kind of felt like um, in like a movie when people are like throwing treasure off like a hot air balloon so it will like fly a little bit because like those were like the only characters that actually felt fleshed out. But like it got the show through where it's now like feels like it's like flying under its own power a little bit, which is nice. Yeah, and they probably have less COVID uh, restrictions now, so they're probably able to go outside a lot more. So we'll see some more like uh, or less uh, green screen stuff. Yeah, um, I was kind of like weirded out seeing like all those people hanging out without masks. <laughs> yeah. I was like, ah, <laughs> but no. Um, and to um, the Medjid felt like they got like a little bit more character because um, with Legale, um, <laughs> he's like doing stuff like he's talking to people. He's like expressing personality. Like there's that scene where he's like playing the piano and like reacting really strongly. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I actually knew his name this episode. I had a weird sub though, like his name was like Regal. I'm like, who the hell is this? I thought it was a new character, but it was Legile. But uh, that makes so much more sense because you would like regale somebody. Okay, <laughs> that actually, okay, <laughs> that's actually like a a good. If I saw that note, like Legale is like regale, but because of the way like L's and R's are, yeah, okay. <laughs> One thing, too, is that um, we do get, like, a little bit more with Tassel. Um, and just the fact that, like, Tassel knows, like, who Yuri is and is talking about him and, like, talking about, like, this struggle on, like, a more personal scale is also, like, very interesting, too. Yeah, I'm curious to see uh, what exactly or how that relationship began. So hopefully we get some flashback with that. Yeah. Um, one thing that really did intrigue me is um, there's this one little scene um where um where yuri says oh and there's other issues besides like the medjid and i was like oh mm. really yeah okay promising yeah i can't wait man i'm actually like stoked about the show now what do you think about um the powers that yuri has as like common rider like psycho uh i was kind of like what the hell just happened like when he turned to a shadow but uh i like it i like it a lot um i was hoping he had some kind of humanoid form uh, eventually, and he got it this episode, and 
Uh, I like uh, I like the, how it looks. I like how he uses it in battle. I think it was like um, was it either Legel or one of the midget? He was like trying to hit him, and like the punches was yeah, like going go. through his body. So, I mean, if it's going to be a shadow, he can't just be hardened too. You know, can't have like a full body. So, I like it. And the first time he's very much like heavy CG. The second time he's much less heavy CG, and it's much more like camera frame, like split, and like stuff is going through him stuff, and that's like makes it seem more more sustainable too yeah i think i think they did the cgi or the or the green screen at the beginning to let you know that it's a legit shadow <laughs> and then when you see it the next time you kind of get a get the gist of his powers yeah and like i'm sure in like five episodes people will get real good at like hitting the sword in a way where like the shadow form like it's knocked back and stuff you know but like for now it's like very he seems very different and like very cool um I like remembered in the fight. Oh yeah, Legale has like the power to do anything. I, I forgot about that until like he randomly started throwing different attacks at him. It was like <laughs> that randomly got told to us episode like fourteen or something too. <laughs> I liked that um, Rintaro and Slash were the ones that came out to like talk to Toma and like confront them though. Yeah, that was a good pairing. It feels like <laughs> Rintaro's Homo Sapien stuff came back in a way that actually made sense too where I was like oh homo sapiens can't be mentioned it's like okay <laughs> this is like the third time it's come up this is the first time it's actually made sense for like the plot going on <laughs> too like oh he doesn't know something but they think that like Toma likes this mention despite the fact that it's beating the crap out of him real bad yeah like giving him the business and he's just like taking it but um I, they're just confused like why won't you kill it so I'm looking forward to seeing how he like because they weren't there for the death of uh, the Yeti, right? They weren't there for that. Like, they did not see that. Yeah, so I want to see how they handle that in the future when they realize that. Because I'm pretty sure we're going to get another human that could be potentially turned into a book. So I wonder how they're going to, like, handle it. Look, I wouldn't mind it if it's just, like, around the same time um, how Copyright like Zero One did it, where it was like, here's eight episodes about, like, this competition Here's eight episodes of like four arcs for each of the different writers learning to trust Toma or like having doubts about like the Swords of Logos again. Like that would be fine. Like that's like kind of what the show needs a little bit right now. Yeah, based off the uh, little preview, it looks like uh, Slash is going to get a lot more screen time, and uh, he's probably going to be the first one that kind of believes in uh, Toma. It still feels very weird to me that um. Rintaro got that like blaster upgrade form that's done shit, like absolutely jack shit with it. Like it it just like shot some pillars and like I can't even tell when he's like for the most part like in the form because of like how similar like it looks to his other stuff where I'm just like hopefully he'll get some feats there because it makes no sense to give him like another power up if he's not going to do anything like notable with it you know. Yeah it's probably one on the way. What do you think about like the conflict between like Toma and Yuri about like saving people and like how Yuri had to learn that like like now people's like lives matter. Uh, it kind of reminded me of uh, the same thing that happened in game, you know, when uh, for Coda, it kind of reminded me of that situation when like it would be easy just to like you know kill Yuki, but you know he has a moral compass, and I like the whole way he he handled it and the way they use like um the books that like Yuri read 
to be like, oh, like like these are all dumb because they care about people, and like like this comic book sucks because it's all about saving people, and then like oh, I guess that was wrong. I guess people matter in, in this timeline or this world. Um, it was good, and like I liked um how part of the conflict was like at the end of the fight. Um, he told Toma that was very dangerous, like destroying that book when it came out. Next time, just use me. That's my power. That's what I do. <laughs> Yeah, he kind of set it up like just 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 use me for next time. You don't have to, you know, come up with some kind of tactic every time. But uh, when uh, Toma used Yuri for the first time, it felt meaningful, right? It felt like it was a moment. Yeah, like so- sometimes when they get upgraded, it's just like uh. But that actually felt like okay, he has his uh, what was it, resolve? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, that was cool. I like that moment. And the fight scene was pretty good too. Yeah, a lot of the fight scenes were pretty solid. Um. And that's always been the highlight of the show so far. The fight scenes are always good. And they just like need to be like a little more grounded. And um, I hope they milk this out. Um, still, one thing that was kind of weird to me was that Toma's just like hanging out in the northern base. <laughs> I was like, you're on the run, my dude. <laughs> like, stay home. <laughs> you have a cool roof. Hang out there. I like the shot of the southern base, too. I'm like, oh, we're moving around now. That felt fun. Yeah, I hope they um do continue with like the people mentioned, which I think they're doing very clearly, and they just um they up the ante in like a really real way because um we still are getting kind of like hints of like the dark sword and the light sword and what's going on and like where things are at and um I this feels like a very good start, I guess. That's <laughs> all I'll say, but. Yeah, we're in, we're in the right lane this time. We're not going the wrong way. <laughs> and um, I hope that we get some more cool monster designs because that Yeti design was actually really strong compared to like some of the past designs. Yeah, it was so dope. Loved it. Maybe next we'll get like a Loch Ness monster or like a. Ooh, please. <laughs> yeah, I hope they go like a little like legendary uh, monsters, like a Bigfoot. Maybe that'd be dope. Um, I do wonder if like we're gonna get like more interaction with the characters that like are infected by the books because like it was very limited with yuki but maybe it'll like be more random people but it'll be like learning about their lives and like i think the next one's like a student so maybe that has something to do with like a character with like oh like i used to be a student or something i don't know very officially excited um oh and one cool thing is um whenever a character is in a fight and they don't use their best form. Like, I'm always like, what are you doing? Like, you're like going to like go to it either way. But Toma actually had a reason to not start in like his strongest form for once. He like had like that cool trick with like the like flame tornado to like knock it frozen. Yeah. I was kind of wondering how he pulled that off. And when they showed like how he did it, I was like, oh, like, but I always have the same reaction too. I'm just like, like, for instance, like Goku. I'm like, why are you not going Super Saiyan off jump? Like, come on. <laughs> And for Goku, that's because he's just a wild dumbass. <laughs> he's just like, let's give Selix some sensu beans. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, I have a, I have a whole tangent about that character, but I'll say that for another pod. <laughs> I'm excited for what's next. Um, and like, it's also like they end the episode with like Toma standing like in front of a moon being like, and maybe I'll find my friend Luna. <laughs> <laughs> And then wasn't it weird to transition when it was the moon and then it turned into the umbrella and it was tassel? 
It's like, what was that about? I was trying to, I was trying to decode that, but I can't really piece anything together. Besides, he may know where Luna's at. Yeah, um, I maybe Tassel is Luna. <laughs> I was gonna say that, but they looked completely different. I think that Luna's gonna show up sooner rather than later. Like, I think like Luna's gonna be like something of importance kind of soon. But uh, yeah, I want to ask though, what do you? think or what do you want to happen next week on Saber? Uh, next week on Saber I would love to see like you mentioned another monster uh, but more uh, human focused um, kind of like the story um, and I would like to see I would like to see what is going on with uh, Kento that's still kind of in the back of my head every time I watch the episode I'm like when is he going to come back or if he does come back, I just kind of, I need to, I need closure with that. <laughs> what do you, what do you want to happen? I think Keto's going to come back. I think we're also going to see, um, I think Caliber comes back too, or like somebody else wields Caliber. Um, I think Rake is going to do something and like reveal why she's so obviously sketchy. Like maybe she like, <laughs> isn't actually like part of the like deception, but I would love it if like, we just got like a halfway through like the series like oh yeah remember how i mentioned like that like the medjid were important here's like the actual villain faction like that would be cool like if like we just had like a like there's like um in the second jojo not to spoil too bad but there's like this episode where like the actual villains get revealed and they just steamroll through like the current villains of the show and like just like completely like assert their dominance like if like we had like an episode where somebody showed up and just like took out like zuos or something it was just like ah cool we're the real important like people here Mm -hmm. that could work honestly but like hopefully more for the midget honestly because they're now (laughs) they now don't have an established character who's a writer that they kind of have to like make their vision make sense to people yeah um they're starting to get a lot more work over the last four episodes, so hopefully some more, uh, some more uh, d- development for them. All in all, pretty hopeful. I hope that Toma at least still gets good upgrade forms. I could see him getting a real clunker, but I hope he gets like a really cool like Kakadochi arm style like next form, whatever it is, like something that looks real good. That's my hope because he's like been pretty good so far. I think. Yeah. Besides that, oh, just having good fights and having characters interact and that's really uh all you need at this point so <laughs> good job to come saber and um i'm gonna start deleting old episodes where we didn't like the show <laughs> yeah just, it's, like, that, time. Commentary. it's yeah. that time we're gonna sound like idiots for real though um this show had a real rocky start um rocky earth and some other shows in recent memory that have had like rocky starts and a lot of that is COVID. Um, if it just like keeps being watchable and like having fun and like even like it's in like a pretty good place, I'm like I'm glad it's pulling it out. Cause um <laughs> as the person who created Copyright with me, um I've totally skipped I've totally skipped years and been like, Oh, yeah, this one didn't start out too great around episode six, and that's kind of what I was feeling around episode six of this show, you know? So like, is this oh, the longest uh, you gave a, sh- a show a sh- uh, a shot before you dropped it? Or have you dropped it, like, based off, like, the first five episodes? Um, I've dropped shows based off of, like, 
reputation after like five or six episodes of being like, I've heard the show doesn't do it too well. And then like hearing the actual show itself, like, um, is bad. And like, I've watched like five episodes and it's like what I've kind of heard. I tried not to let like people's like whatever, like the consensus is like say that for me, but sometimes it's just like, okay, I've heard negative things and I'm really not feeling it myself, you know, but I've dropped shows after like a couple episodes. Like I'm right. A ghost. <laughs> <laughs> you keep telling me about that one. There are characters in that show people really like. And honestly, whenever that whenever those characters show up outside of their own series and like crossover events, they seem really cool, but I also like see I see people like commenting too like, "Oh, like the characters from the show are so cool when they're not in their own series." So I'm just like, "Okay. <laughs> Maybe if what I'm thinking matches what people are saying, I'll just like keep saying it away." You know? Yeah. And yeah, um, our next milestone is going to be um, going to be episode 69. And we have a nice surprise hooked up for people when that uh, does come out. But uh, for now, um, James, where can people find you when you're not talking about Tokusatsu? You can find me on Twitter and YouTube under Copacetic Senpai. Where can they find you, Kip? You can find me on Twitter.com at James Forge. Thanks to Berserk for use of our theme song, copywriter, love song. You could find the podcast um, on twitter.com um, at Common Ride With Me. Instagram, Common Ride With Me. I don't know how names work on Instagram, honestly, <laughs> but it's like Common Ride With Me and it's like all like, underscore or whatever. Um, there is our email podcast at CommonRideWithMe.com. We would love to get some emails because we are, we'll have time to answer more of them soon. In more episodes um we would love to get reviews on apple podcasts that's a great way to let us know that you support us and love us um and shout outs to pod Immunity, who featured us as a one of their favorite shows in their january issue which is very flattering and thankful and um also thanks to the people like in the past like two or three weeks that have like reached out um with kind words about the show that was definitely nice um Sometimes it is very easy to forget that the numbers on the feed are actual people. And uh, that's nice sometimes to be like, oh, okay. Like, um, so thanks for that. But no. Uh, what did we learn today, James? Uh, we learned that we were idiots and we need to go delete all those <laughs> previous episodes as well. Comrade Saber. <laughs> okay, yeah. So Comrade with me and burn <laughs> books. <laughs> there you go. The pen is in your head. <laughs> that was definitely nice. Um, sometimes it is very easy to forget that the numbers on the feed are actual people. And uh, that's nice sometimes to be like, oh, okay. Like, um, so thanks for that. But no. Uh, what did we learn today, James? Uh, we learned that we were idiots, and we need to go delete all those <laughs> previous episodes as well. Comrade Saber. <laughs> okay, yeah. So come ride with me and burn <laughs> books. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the pen is in your head. <laughs>